Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey guys, my name is Black Bones again, Mikado Stallion, and I just sipped the tea with Tay. And my album, Young Preacher, is out right now. Go stream it on all platforms and have a great time. Peace. Hello, hello. Welcome to another fresh episode of Tea with Tay. Today we have a fantastic guest in the building. He's a superstar rapper, a video director in his own right, and an all-round creative. His name is Emeka Akemefule. Did I get it right? <laughs> I don't even know the correct pronunciation, so... It's either Akume Fule or Ikeme. Like the Igbo people, the real Igbo guys, like when I go to the East, they always make it look like I'm pronouncing the wrong thing. So right. I'm not sure which one is the correct thing. Even my dad changed his own son name. So I'm the only one bearing this name. And maybe wow. the people in Nigeria. So I probably just changed it to something easy to pronounce. Maybe maybe Aku. Aki. Just Aki. Just Aki. Aki. Okay. Okay, like Nathan Aki. Yeah. Um, I like that. That's yeah. not bad at all. Yeah. Emeka Aki. Emeka Aki. There you have it, guys. That's, this is okay. Black Bones in the building. Please put your hands together for my guest. The most hilarious rapper out of Nigeria. My brother, how you doing now? I'm calm, Aji. What's happening? Black Bones. Why Black Bones? Of all the names to choose. I mean, I know that you, know the, you, don't, you don't know the real pronunciation of your surname, but... Black Bones is something that you chose yourself. Why? I stole it. You know, it was my friend's name. Stop. I'm serious. <laughs> His name was Black Bones, and he wasn't using it for anything. The guy was just he just he liked rap, so he gave himself a rap name. He wasn't even rapping. He wasn't doing anything. So one day I just said, "Bro, you know they use this name. I like him, and that's how I started being Black Bones." Stop it. I swear. Sorry, when what what year was this? Were you still were you still young? Like were you in school? I was in school then. Yeah. So you sat down with your guy and said, "You know what? This is your new way they use. You know they use them well. Might just yeah. collect them." Yeah. And the guy gave it to you. Yeah. He's calling himself Black Lotario now. 
It's still a useless name because ah! it's not using it for anything. <laughs> you are an idiot, this boy. He's <laughs> not using it. So, but I mean, you have gone, you've taken the name, you have, you, you ran with it, and you have made something yes, out of it. Who does anybody know that he's black bones? If I if I don't, don't tell you, no, no, no. You have done well, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is so interesting. So your musical, your music career started in OAU back in OAU. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about that that time. OAU, man, when I got into OAU, everybody told me this is a serious school. Mm. There's no space for entertainment. You're supposed to read your books, blah, 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 blah. But unfortunately for them, <laughs> that set of people that entered is like, I don't know if you watch anime yeah. at all. So there's this um, show called One Piece, right? Mm -hmm. So there's this group of guys that came to, to, to look for the treasure or something. At the same time, they called them the worst generation. So all of them were, ju were just crazy at the same mm. time and they came at the same time. So that all you said was like the same set of like crazy people came in the same two year span. Right. Like me, Fireboy. What set was this? Um, um, like 20, 2012 or 20, yeah, 2012, right. thereabouts. Right. Me, Fireboy, Yemoli, Ashake, Chinkoekun. Like, we're like a lot of guys that just came. So, oh, you had not seen that influx of... Well, all of you were in the same school? Yeah, the same school. Must have been so at the same time. And we came in and left at the same time. So, well, like, you it was... went in 2012 yeah. and finished at the same time? Yeah. What was, what, I mean, what was it like in school? I mean, were, they, were you guys already singing? You were already uh, a rapper. Bro, we're, we're stars in our own right, too, in school. We're all stars in our mm. own right, yeah. Except Fireboy. Nobody knew Fireboy. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knew that, bro. Wait, 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 <laughs> we wait, knew wait, him wait. as artists. You I know artists, that shit. no artists. No artists, no artists. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we knew, knew Fireboy, but... But did he blow before streets, you guys? How, did, how did you guys feel streets. when he blew before you guys? <laughs> he was like... Oh, Where did you come from? <laughs> bro! <laughs> but, like, we all knew that he was, like... It was that guy that everybody knew was immensely talented. We knew, we just felt it wasn't serious enough mm. at that time. So we knew that if he took it seriously, it was going to pop. Yeah. So that's how Fireball was. Okay, so um, your your music, I mean, you talk about um, um, things that happened back in school, like your recent song, Back in yeah. Uni, right? And there's a bit where you said um, your girlfriend, if she knew the things that you did to her, like you did that dirty. What were the dirty yeah. things that you did to her? I'm really curious. <laughs> That's it, is so. Mm. But my memory is so so shitty. But like, I know I was like a really terrible guy back in school, you know. Like I had this phase that I I feel like I had not understood myself then, mm -hmm. you know, the way I understand myself now. So it was like when somebody tells me they like me, that's the moment that I shut down. I shut down. You feel me? Yeah, so like I would do everything, you know, profess all this shit, and as soon as you you are down with it. I'm out. You get so like even when I try to be in there, I'm just you know moving reckless because I don't care about the person anymore. So like I didn't understand why, you know, and I was still trying to force myself into orthodox relationships. But do you think it's a trauma response? Because I maybe think I had is, that yeah. issue for, is. for the the for most of my life. Right? It's the you like the person when they are hard to get. Once yeah, they become yeah. easy to get, you yeah. Is it a trauma response though? Probably is. Right. We're going to come to that, but I want to. I want to come. I want to talk about the music. How it started for you? Were you always? Do you always knew you were going to be a singer? Were you probably singing in church at the time, or how did this start? Or did you just get into school and said, you know what? I think I should be a rapper. Nah. So funny enough, I always hated my church choir. Like <laughs> I used to think like 
What the, are they singing? The choir is for people that can sing. But the pastor thought the choir is for people that want to sing. You feel me? Like, to, for me, there's a difference. Oh, these people want to use their voice to worship God. Mm. But I believe that you are supposed to use good voice, to, you know, to lead the choir so that we can be in the spirit more. Like, if, if yeah. somebody is singing, the person needs to be on some notes. You need to be feeling the goosebumps. Mm, mm. Not somebody off-key. And it's, how can you lead me to, to the Lord? You can't lead so, me. I had no idea I could sing at that time when I was hitting on the choir. Maybe mm. I could have, <laughs> I could have gone to join this. them and, you know, help their life. But um, I didn't know all the while till I, you know, going to school. Even in school, I didn't know I could sing. I was like rapping, 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 you know, and then I added some parts to it. But I started rapping because, like, I was challenged by my cousin. Mm. You know, I used to criticize people and... Like I was a I was a ruffian back in the day. Also, like, wait, 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 wait. You're not a singer. You just no. a critique. Who thought you could do it better than your cousin? Everybody. Yeah. I thought like I thought nothing was difficult. Like whatever you are doing, like if I decide to do it, I'll do it better. That's what I thought. So that's how I started rapping. Somebody showed me this guy's rapping. I'm like, rap is not that hard. I'm gonna <laughs> go upstairs and I rap. <laughs> so wait and that's how I started rapping your career started as a bet with your yes. guy that you know what I can do this thing yes it's not hard what they are doing is not hard Black Bones you are really crazy I love it <laughs> no but when you started off were you as great or you, did you just get into know. it I nobody knows because you know mm. I feel like one weird thing is about, about music is that no matter how work you are your family thinks you are good like I, I don't know if it's genuine or it's like if you if you play any song mm. for your mom, she's mm. gonna think it's mad. I mean, your your son, she has to you show feel love. Me? Like your yeah. sisters, they will all think, mm. "Oh, nice! Mm. Wow, you ca- you did this, you recorded this." You, mm. you feel me? So I don't know if I was work then, mm. but, I mean, but based wh- on my stees, I'm sure I was always fire. No, because bad boy. you had gotten some notoriety in in OAU, right? It mm. means that you must have been good. Where they yeah, that was before. That was before. That was right. the, the the year that I took the jam lesson. Right. The year that yeah, going to, just before I go into OAU, that's when I started rapping. Okay, so were you were you always in Lugoshan and Yeah, I was. So you decided to go to OAU as opposed to maybe Unilag and Yeah. Why? So you know like my mouth is very sharp. Like I'm a very you know troublesome troublesome person. So I had to find a school that there was no cultism. You know, so I can cuss cuss niggas out properly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I found a way you, you know, I did my research. No, I initially wanted to go to uni Ben. Imagine ah, what that would have happened to me. <laughs> now they they for hang your body for gate. <laughs> really? So, yeah, that's how I started. I got OAU. So, but in in OAU, like, what kind of personality did you have? Were you always the, everybody's guy, or were you the guy that used to get into trouble for saying things that people thought about but never said? Yeah, I used to be, bro. Like, I was reckless. I used to make these tracks every every. Like, bro, Lil Cash came to the show, came to do a show in OAU. Mm. As soon as he he stepped on stage, as soon as he finished performing, go home by six a.m. the next morning. I dropped the Lil Cash this track. Because I wasn't impressed with his performance. You know, the next time my Dekunle Gold came, and it was the same thing by 6 a.m., I dropped a diss track. On Are the you mad? Dropped a diss track for Banks. Dropped a diss track for my VC. Dropped ah! a diss track. <laughs> <laughs> Don't play with me. Like, wait, 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 wait. I know that you're crazy, but like, 
when you were doing these things, where is it just for cruise or do you actually feel like this about this? This so I need niggas to know that you you fucking up, bro. I gotta let you know. I gotta let you know in my raps. Are you serious? Yes. So like when you like when you're actually doing the Lucas diss track, yeah. You originally you just really thought that you know this guy really fucked up. Might just clear him. Is that how you really feel? So it wasn't Lucas. I was mad at actually for the Lucas one. Mm. It was the organizers of the show. <laughs> so like. Lukech was collateral damage at that time. <laughs> yeah, I love Lukech. I've always loved Lukech. So yeah. it was just, you know, I had to be mad at everybody at mm. that time. So yeah. everybody was getting it like. Yeah. Bah, bah, bah. So, but we were never worried about the the. Bro, I was bro. Like I wasn't looking to the future at that time. Like who cares about the future? It was it was the Adekunle Gold District that made me realize, you know like problems exist with mm. things like this so one time i called me and Simi used to be close right, right? so we used to talk like you know upcoming artists upcoming mm. artists you know we used to talk you know uh we made one song together a long time ago and you know i just called Simi, you know as my friend mm. i called Simi one time and it was that they couldn't go that picked the phone mm-hmm. bro and like when he spoke to me, then I realized, oh shit, my like actions have real repercussions. You know, repercussions, yeah. you know, people, mm. real people feel, you know, I make real people feel a certain way in mm. that moment. So I was a battle rapper, you feel me? So in the battle rap space, you diss people and they just laugh about it, right. you know. So you are just trying to win at that time. Mm. So whoever you are dissing is not mad about it. It's just, mm. uh, you know, sport. Mm. So I forgot that these other guys, it's not sport. They are, mm. they are normal people, everyday people that are not used to people saying like terrible, you know, shit to them. Yeah. So that's when I like had to learn. Backpedal a bit. Yeah, backpedal and realize, oh, oh shit, I need to think. But you know, it didn't stop you from me shady. Like you were still... No, I think after that time, I relaxed. I relaxed. Right. So to an extent, I relaxed. Tell me what the music scene was like in your school because you you have Fireboy, you have yourself, you have Emily, you have Super a group of young check. creatives. Were you guys all friends? Were you guys always chilling together? Was it always like you guys were creating together? What was it like? Me and Czech, we've been like best friends from from OU, we've been mm. together. Uh, um, so Fireboy used to be in and out, like we just knew each other on this, uh, but he wasn't really making music per se. Mm. Ashake was like. Ashake was with you guys too. Yeah, me and Ashake have one song. We made a cover of Techno's Pana. It's probably on SoundCloud right now. Wow. You know, like a long time ago. Uh, who else? Uh, there's Jado P. There's this. So we just, we used to have like, we didn't have that many studios. So we mm. definitely we just link up in the studio. I used to call Ashake for like, mm. to help me organize backups. And you know, it's crazy how he's bought this sound, you know, from OU. Right. Down here. So like, it was just, People just trying to, you know, make it. There's, I don't know if you know Viral Zamora. If you know Zamora, mm-hmm. you know, like he was one of the guys too. You know, I believe he 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 pop soon too. So like, amazing. That's how it was basically. So like, tell me post uni, right? So after yeah. uni, you knew that by now I should be chasing a music career. Mm-hmm. But was it easy after? How how was the music scene after school? Because the one thing to be a superstar in your in your, in your small space, locale, yeah. right? But for you to now move into like the real world, you know you know you're talented, but then again, opportunities, opportunity, right? I might get enough opportunities. How when did the story not change or what was it like after uni? So 
I was signed to Chocolate City after uni. Immediately after uni? I was already like negotiating a deal while I was in my final year. And mm. then when I finished, we signed it. You know, then I dropped my first single on that Chocolate City. It's called um, Bad Boy. Right. So as soon as I dropped it, you know, it was trending on Twitter. You know, people were saying Bad Boy, so dope, Bad mm. Boy, Bad Boy. It was like a trap song, you know. And then M.I. sent me a message, bro, this is mad, but we need a hit. I'm like, what else? What else you? <laughs> what, bro? Like, they love my song. They love my song on Twitter. You feel me? So, in that moment, like, everything I knew mm. <laughs> was shaking in my head. Like, bro, like, people love it, but what do you mean we need a hit? Mm. And then, you know, I realized, like, this is a bigger space. This is not OAU where, you know, mm. it's just, like, how many thousand people that you need to impress. You know, if you just appear at, like, a few shows, almost everybody has heard the music. Mm. So I had to start working on, you know, making like music, you know, like all around, trying to, you know, sing a little bit, put some melodies here, put mm. some catchy, you know, every relatable lines here and there. So it took a while, you know. So let me tell you about something amazing, AfriChange. AfriChange is a reliable platform for people living in Canada to send money to Nigeria. With the AfriChange app, you can literally send money to your friends and family within minutes and all you have to do is to download the app and use my promo code TUT and you get 5% bonus on your first transaction. Amazing right? So download the app from Play Store or iOS now and use my promo code TUT. Let's get back to the show. Me, me, Superboy Check and Fireboy, we made a pack that we're going to blow before Game of Thrones. Did that happen? Game of Thrones finale. On a blue before then? No, no. Fireboy blue before then. But no, right. not me as super super boy check. How, how did that make you feel at the time? So for me, it's always like I can see my progress. I'm all about my progress. Mm. Like I had one follower yesterday, I have five now. You feel me? That's how I've always been. So like I just felt I'm to me, I'm not a pop star. So I've accepted that my journey is gonna be longer. Like I've accepted that. Like I don't I, I feel like I don't make the everyday song. Like I don't make a song that I feel like your mom should be jamming to. Mm. You feel me? That's I don't feel like I make a song that kids should be jamming to. So I already know that like removing those two demographics already makes me unable to reach every single Nigerian. So my journey is gonna be longer. It's not like someone that makes God win, like Corey Bello, like God, everybody's gonna jam that. You feel mm. me? Uga, everybody's gonna jam that. But like other hearts are broken, lucky only got feet to protect me. Other like, bro, your mom ain't singing that. You feel me? <laughs> like, the big mom, bank your mom feels you don't break hearts during that time. So man. your mom's going big bank take little bank. It's the law of the jungle. A girly one money when I call you, know Fair she enough. goes. Your mom said, "Hey, hey, you feel me?" So I already kind of know mm. that I have my own space. So I just need to keep working at it because I'm not trying to be everybody. Mm. You get so. that's a very strong sense of. Self-awareness, right? I mean, yeah. where is this se sense of self-awareness from? Because it looks like you've always known yourself right from time. Is it from family? Is it is it from how you were, were raised? Because I feel like you're, you have, you exude so much confidence that like you know yourself, right? Yeah. Even the things that you put out there. Is, is this from your upbringing? Is this how you, I don't know. Tell me. Uh, for me, like, I, maybe it's my upbringing. Maybe it's something mm. growing up. But I just know that Whatever I do, I wanna I wanna feel like it's real to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't like fake life at all. You feel me? So mm -hmm. 
even making a song and saying, you know, drive a Lambo or drive something that I don't drive. Like, it's... how many how many artists even have money to buy Lambos? You get, but people sing about it. Right. You know, sing about buying somebody Lambo self that you don't even have. You feel me? So. People sing about a lot of stuff, but even if if I mistakenly say something that I don't have, like it is is every time I hear it, all I'm hearing is bro, you, you capping, bro, you capping, bro. You feel me? So I just want to sing what I know is real to me. Hmm. You know. It's very authentic. Okay, so I'm I'm really curious, what what is your creative process like? Because beyond just music, you are a proper creative, right? Yeah. I mean, seeing your new music video, things that you put out, like, what is your typical creative process like? Are you always maybe by alone and thinking, mm, maybe I should add this, maybe I should do this? What, what is it like usually for you? That's basically it too. Like, I'm just thinking, like, ideas just pop into my head and I'm always very, like, open to when these ideas come. I jot them down. I'm like, mm. okay, I like this, I like that. Because I believe that whatever it is, I can add something to it, you know? Whatever field that I find myself, I feel like I can add something creative mm. to it. So I just keep my mind open at all times. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so like I've I've been watching your work over time, and I feel like you are a big advocate for sex over love, hard guy vibes. Or did somebody hurt you? Or where did this resolve come from? That you know what? Fuck these people. I'm gonna just do sex over love. I'm gonna be this guy, hard guy. Is it? Was did somebody do something to you, or this has just been your person since beginning? Uh so for me, it's not like I don't really get hurt per se because I'm not so emotional. But like I've been disappointed a bunch of times. You feel me? Like, is this from constant disappointment? This lack of emotions? No, I've always just not been an emotional. But I think person. all of us are wired in a way that we're all emotional. But no, then we're emotional. But like I'm not, I'm not easily moved by like things that move people a lot. Like, I'm not... I'm not as in love with people as people pretend to be. Like, oh, oh, this person's my... I wake up, I think of this person, I sleep, I think of... Like, I've never been that guy, right? So, but even as the type of guy that I am, I've seen so much, you know, happen around me. So many different babes, different friends that have gone through different shit. Mm. Uh, And, you know, that's kind of told me, showed me how life works. You feel me? So people want to use you for different reasons. Like back then in 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 um in 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 jam blessing and stuff, you know, I was like a a very, you know, um um serious student, like a geeky type person. And you know, you know that as a geek type person, like girls try to some girls flock around you. Because they want to get maybe get you to do the assignments, yes, yes, you know, get you to do, uh, teach them some stuff or whatever. But you know that these girls are just coming, you know, to use you based on this piece, well, right? Really like, but yeah. they will never even come at you with straight up with what they want. So, mm. like, I was always just seeing stuff, and I was realizing that, you know, like this is really the behavior. So, like, I was just studying behavioral patterns. But that was everything. one experience now. Hmm? But that was one experience out of the many experiences. Not one. Like, my whole life, I've seen a lot of different things. You know, because... So, I feel like if I was... If I was very, like, moved and stuff, I probably mm-hmm. would have been hurt so much. You feel me? Because I've seen too many, like, you know, sad shit happen. Like, too many, like, 
disastrous heartbreak. I've even known like people that are doing like bad shit to the people that they claim they love. Yeah. You know, that type of shit. So you know, that kind of just made me accept that, you know, I can be different. I don't have to be pretend and uphold this um standard. So like are you saying that if love happens to you or love cannot happen so like no love love can happen love happens mm-hmm. what i'm saying is like my own version of love it's not going to be the version of love that that the world accepts what is your own version of love please define it my version of love is 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 basically like <clears throat> it's basically like pure version of the word love without any limitations it's like so when when you love somebody in today's society you mm-hmm. are supposed to uh have some obligations mm-hmm. have some uh oh you're supposed to be with this person alone uh this person is supposed to be your number one priority mm-hmm. you know all these bs i think no i think love is just a feeling like i feel like i love this person it doesn't mean that you know I'm supposed to commit to them necessarily. I'm not supposed to. I'm supposed to prioritize them above every other person in my life. You know, people have been in my life before that person came in. Right. You feel me? Uh, it doesn't mean that you know I'm gonna. You are gonna be my only sexual partner. You feel me? Like eh? yes. I see they do your own. Yes. No. So like, if you get so, like so, so if so, let's say you're single now, and you you're having casual sex with people, mm-hmm. right? And you enjoy it. And you find somebody mm. that um you claiming you love the person, right? Mm. All of a sudden you stop having casual sex with people you're having. Mm. What do you think you are doing to the people that you were having casual sex with before? <laughs> you found love. Okay. And you moved to the person that you love. Yeah, that's what you did. What do you think that does to the people? I mean, if you, you said it was casual sex, clearly. So yeah, but like it's good sex, right? Yes, of course. If I don't okay, know. let's say it's good sex, right? Okay. Let's say it's good sex for, for argument purposes. Obviously, that person loves the good sex, right? Mm-hmm. Now that you've moved to this love and you've canceled this person, mm. how do you think that person feels about the fact <laughs> that I can no longer have this good sex? Wait. This is what I'm saying, right? Yeah. You find love. Like, mm. you fall in love with somebody else. Mm. You meet this girl. She's everything that's, I mean, sometimes like this. I mean, love is not sex, really, right? Mm. So you meet this girl that you are really hopelessly in love with. Mm. Automatically, I don't. I think you check out from those those other people now. So that's you and the girl. Right? That's awesome. Yeah. For you, how does the other person feel? Don't like, keep it moving. Now they probably have, have having sex with other people too as well. So, what what I believe is that everybody has something they bring to the table. Right. No other person is going to have sex the exact same way you have sex or the same way I have sex. Mm. Now, when people are single, you've created... There are people that, even though it's not a relationship, there are people that are dependent on you for something. Mm. Let's say you're the type of person that if I feel sad, you can be there to make me happy. You know, we can chill together, we have sex, and I'll I'll forget that my whole day was bad. Mm. Because you've fallen in love, you've removed that from that person's life. That thing that the person got from you, whatever the person got from you, is mm. taken away because automatically this new person that you just met is now the priority in life. So I feel like 
while you are chasing somebody and you're saying yes to somebody, you are mm. ruining other people's life. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> There's somebody that's sad. No, but I mean like... But you know when you when you start getting a relationship, there's somebody that's sad that you, you left have my time again. You don't have like... There's somebody that's sad somewhere. So are you are you, are you you comfortable with spreading yourself across all the people that beautiful. you're having sex with? Yeah, that's beautiful. This, this, did, did any girl hurt you when you were in uni? Or this has always been your emotion. Well, this is... Bro, me, I'm, I, I feel like it's you people that have problems, not me. <laughs> because... I'm the one being there for people. You are the one walking away from the people that were there for you. No, but this is this is me. This is what I think about. Like, I think that you get to a point where you are just really tired of spreading yourself thing across board with different people. You, so I mean, you have, want to marry why eventually. You in a relationship? Do you have any other friends? I've never. I'm not, I'm not in a relationship, but I mean, I have friends who are. We are. When you were, have you ever been in a relationship? I tried one time. One time. So why you in that relationship? Did I you caught have a, I any other friend, not female friend, any other friend. Mm. I mean, I have friends who we hang out and everything. So you had friends that you hung out with. Yes, male friends, right? male female, male female, right? Yeah. So in that moment, right, I feel like love or whatever you guys say mm. define it, right? To me, it's the only difference between people that I have sex with, I consider them my friends. Mm. Right, and I'm there for them like my friends, and that to me, that's what love is. Mm. Whatever you need at whatever time, I'm there for you. You feel me? As a friend, as a good friend. If you like, to me, that's love. Right. Right. But definition of love in the society is that this one person, when this person comes along, yeah. this is the person that you are supposed to be there for mm. over everybody else. No, because I believe before you met me. These niggas were in this life. Most likely, after you go, these niggas will still be there. So why should you be priority? I get what you're saying, but the question I'm asking is, you know, it's one thing for you to love the people that, that are around you, right? But it's one mm. thing to say, you know, this particular babe, mm. she makes me feel a different way from the other people that I've been with. Mm. I really want to spend time. I really want to invest in this relationship. Don't you get to a point in your in your life where you're just really honest with yourself and you say that, and you say that I'm also the people that I'm sleeping with oh, mm. this particular babe makes me happier and I want to make, take this thing seriously mm. do you ever get seriously there seriously doesn't mean I should stop having sex with the other people Jesus I'm, Christ yes no. <laughs> I'll take I'll take a girl seriously but like it means that you are like up mm. there but it doesn't mean there's nobody else you know there's for you to be number one mm -hmm. it means that there, there's number two three four five six if not there's no point saying there's number one <laughs> but, <laughs> look at how you people are, are championing from behind. <laughs> hey, no, but okay, so so like is this you actually genuinely believe this? This yes. this is your belief. Yes, hundred percent. And what and what do your friends and family and fans think about this? My fans, you know, are divided with between people that agree with me and people that disagree. Mm. But mm. you know, I'm not asking you to live my life, but I'm just telling you that. You know, I love my life, mm. you know, and my life doesn't come with a lot of sadness. Unlike people in relationships, they're always happy and extremely happy, extremely sad. Extremely <laughs> happy, extremely sad. Like, it's just back to back. Like, you are all of a sudden, oh, who, who, she didn't pick up my call. What, what could ah! she be doing? Oh, shit, she's with him. Hmm. Is it Joseph? 
Is it uh, all that bullshit that happens day to day? Like, but the, I think that in healthy relationships, that's not. The, I mean, there's a bit of trust. We're not going to dwell on this, but I'm just. I'm not, I just feel like there's a bit of trust with healthier relationships, right? As per you know that your baby might not be cheating on you. I think that's what happens, right? When people are, I mean, for me guys that have dated in serious relationships, I think that when you're with somebody, you just trust that you know what this person will not cheat on me. We're in love. The person will cheat on you. It's not all the time statistics. now. Are you saying that all the people who in happy bro, relationships? Most people that have access cheat. Like, bro, like I don't, I don't know guys that, bro, they are spec. If you see eight of their spec and the spec wants to fuck them, they'll be like, no, no, no. Yeah, Tunde's at home. No, no. <laughs> I'm not gonna do this. No, it's a lie. <laughs> Is that what you... It's a fucking no, lie. Nah, uh, it's a fucking lie, No, bro. no, I disagree. Okay. I disagree. But let, let's, let, let's let this one go, right? But I actually disagree. I feel like there are also... Maybe maybe not a larger percentage of men, Sha. Or maybe, even women. Maybe 2%. No, maybe 30% out of 100. 30% will resist their spec. 10. 30% of men. That's 3 out of 10 men in this room will resist their spec. Ten of their spec pull up here right now. Daddy, we want to fuck you. It's a lie. I don't believe that. All these men that I've seen like this. No, but is this, is this a general consensus, consensus with all of you? Is this a general consensus with all of answer, you? Answer, bro. Answer. I'm looking at you in your eyes. Talk. Look at this one. He's nodding his head. I think he Ten actually agrees with you. Bodies like this. Thames mixed with other stars, like different levels, Avego. different measurements. <laughs> okay, let's let's talk about the music for a bit, right? So, um, there's a story I heard about you when <clears throat> I think you had been booked for a show for some reason. They, they didn't want you to perform, and at some point, your fans started shouting because they really oh, okay, like you. Okay. Please tell me about that story. No, I wasn't booked. I was just it was you know, as a hustling artist. I was trying to you know get a chance to. To you know, mm-hmm. showcase my talent, you know, and that was uni lag. So the this was post uni for you. Yeah, no, was it post? No, I was still in uni then. Okay. So uh, I was trying to perform. I was backstage, and they were like, uh, "You can't go next after this guy. Mm. You go next after this guy." You know but like geez. you know, those those pieces, but it never, mm. it never got to my turn, you know, and uh, it looked like I wasn't gonna perform. And then, you know, Terry the Rapman, I don't know, you know Terry the Rapman? Yeah. Yeah, so he got on stage and he called me on stage with him. So as soon as he called me, like, the crowd went crazy. Oh, you already had fan base in you? Feel me? What like, year was this? Had, I have no idea what year it was. This was before the you blew, blew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I already had fans. You know, like, school students, yes, they knew me as yes, this troublesome yes. guy in school. Mm. I used to just do wild shit. Mm. So everybody was screaming, you know, when I got on stage. And I looked back at the guy that didn't want me to perform. I looked at the organizer like, bro, can you can you see this shit? You know, like that look. The guy was stunned. like mm. Because for the first time that night, it was just a bunch of upcoming guys coming on stage. So right. it was the first time they heard people scream like that. Mm. So the guy was looking at me like, who the hell is this guy? Mm. Why are these guys screaming? You know, so it was actually like interesting. Yeah, yeah That's why I love going to, you know, like... Yeah, but how did that make you feel as an, as an artist who was still trying to hustle, you had gotten this level of recognition even in that small space, right? Mm-hmm. Did he want to, did it spur you to, you know, work harder? Did you always also believe that the music was going to click because you had made a pact with your guys that, you know what, by this time I'm going to be a star, right? Were you 100% sure that, you know what, last, last one was blue anyway? Oh, uh, no, no. 
you know, because I I wasn't a, uh, like I said, I'm, I don't make like proper pop mm. music, yeah. you know, so I wasn't sure it was going to work, but I just knew that I wasn't going to stop, if you mean, so like whatever, I'll keep doing it, keep hitting this nail, mm. you know, like however long it takes. So like after that moment, he showed me that if these people can like me, I can find a way to make more people like me. You right. know, for me, all that's important is like making like enough people like me. You know, on the charts, is there's no chart that's just one person on the chart. You get there's there has to be two, there has to be three, four, five, six. So in my head, I'm like, I don't have to be the number one guy, but as far as I'm somewhere, you know, there I'm good. You feel me? So like that's that was my mindset because you know rap, rap was never like the we never expected a rapper mm. to become the biggest you know thing yeah like that. So Especially in the space, yeah. yeah, in the space. So all I was just focused on was just doing my beats, getting where I could get to, you know, feed my family, you know, take care of myself, beats like that. Amazing. Um. So now with the music, I mean, like you are signed to Chocolate City. The music is doing well. You have a new video. In fact, that video, I think, is one of the most brilliant things that I've seen in a minute, right? Um, I was following up the conversation before the video. I think you had reached out to one of the superstar yeah, yeah. video directors. Yeah. And the money was too much for you. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of money. So, and you decided, you just woke up and decided to shoot your own shit. What so, inspired the compilation of different videos? So... Actually, like, I'd always wanted to, you know, direct my own video. Like, mm-hmm. I've always thought about it, you know, because I feel like I have a lot of ideas in my head. Right. You know, and I feel like unless I decide to, you know, do my own thing, these ideas won't come out. So, you know, that particular idea, I honestly have no idea, you know, when. Most times I don't know, I can't remember when these ideas come, but mm-hmm. like, as soon as they come, I write them down. So I don't know what inspired me to do it, but I just wrote it down. I have like four music video ideas. You know, I'll be shooting them for my album. Mm. That's kind of, you know, how, you know, things are for me. It just pops mm. up. And, you know, when I had the idea, I just knew that it's like everyone's going to go crazy for this. Mm. You know, so I just, you know, called called up Felix. And, you know, we started working on making sure that everything was perfect. I wanted to do more. I wanted one specific thing that I wanted to show everybody was, I feel like I want a video that I watch every 10 seconds. Something is happening that hasn't happened before in the video. Like, I don't want, sometimes, like, most videos are like, oh, okay, let's say this is this set. You know, this is second set, this is third set, this is fourth set, mm. right? Or fifth set. And it's performance, 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 right? I told myself, I wanted to create a video that when you watch first 10 seconds, there's a reason to react to something. You watch another five, another reason to react. Ten, another reason to react. So, like, to me, like, it takes a lot of planning and a lot of, like, sitting down. So that's kind of... Well done. I think it did what it was supposed to was supposed well, to do, no, right? went crazy. But went, I, I think one of my most crazy. interesting, um, when I was going through your Instagram and the things that you had done, one of my most interesting things that stood out for me was the strategies, the marketing strategies. I remember one time you came and you had a whole PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. <laughs> is, is, is this part of the business? Is this part of the branding? Like just turning out like some creative ideas to just push the brand? Is it intentional? Is it a way to say, you know what, we don't have so much money 
or maybe we'll have money, but then again, let's save money and use more creative ideas. Why do you do these strategies? For me, I feel like if you if if you spend a lot of money pushing like music and stuff, you're pushing the music and sometimes not necessarily yourself. So for me, I feel like everything I do is building who I am and you mm. know adding to the brand Blackbones. You know, so I feel like the brand Blackbones is 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 more than just an artist that you know or a rapper. Black Blackbones is is this you know all around crazy creative guy. And, you know, that's what, you know, all these things do. And then he pushes the music at the same time. So it's, it's, it's awesome. Are you saying the wit and the humor helps to push the music? Or do people do people tend to focus more on the humor than the music or it just works hand in hand? Uh, so what the the humor basically does is it kind of beats the, beats the algorithm. You feel me? So, Ooh. like, if, you were, if I were to come out and say, hey, guys, my new song is out now. You know, it, it won't beat the algorithm. But if I made you laugh and play the song, mm. it will beat the algorithm. So more people will see it. So more mm. more ears at the end of the day. And for me, you know, some people might argue, you know, whether it's it, it, the humor more or the music more. I don't care as far as when I drop, you know, it's up in the charts, you know. As far as I'm concerned, you know, I'm touring, I'm doing shows, I'm getting paid, you know. Mm. So whatever they're paying me for, <laughs> as far as... Money is being made, and I'm leaving my legacy. You know, the the views had like one million in a day, so like mm. that's a wild ass number. If you know, so. speaking of touring and making show, um, and booking shows, right? I think like this is the best place that the music industry has ever been in Nigeria. Artists they've gone to open the creative industry out to the world. Like you guys are doing amazing. Like, what do you think about, like, what do you think the future of music can be in the next 10 years? Because we see a lot of foreign collaborations with people. You guys are booked out. You, you, you guys are even closing out or mm-hmm. closing out halls in, or, sh- or stadiums in foreign places. Like, where's this future of music going? Do you think that you guys are going to be even bigger than the Hollywood stars? Are you guys going to, What's going to happen? What do you think is going to happen in the next 10 years, maybe? Uh, it's very possible, you know, like, there's no limit, in my opinion. You know, like, mm. Afrobeat guys are going to compete for, for like, the the biggest prizes, you know. Right. We're already doing that, you know, right now. So, you know, who's to say in the future, you know, we'll be, Afrobeats won't, won't be as big a genre as any, mm. you know. So I think we, we're... We're moving strategically and, you know, we're not stopping. Like, the pressure mm. is, like, getting worse. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Mm. It's crazy. So this, so this new album, what really inspired this one? Uh, so I made Sex Over Love last year. Right. And, you know, when I saw how my receptive people were to my message, it made me realize, okay, I can go full, you know, full mm. super scion you know, Goku mode and mm. stuff. So that's basically what Young Preacher is. Young Preacher is just me, you know, like talking my shit with like so much more confidence, you know, beating my chest and saying, you know, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm saying. Mm. Um. So but what do you think the reception is from your, do you like the reception from your audience? What has it been so far? Are you excited about it? Are you even looking forward to dropping more projects because of the reception from this one? Yeah, you know, like I've loved it, you know, you know, ever since, you know, back in uni drops, you know, like my fan base has been crazy. My fans, you know, show me the most love. I even feel like I have a, a stronger fan base than like a lot of 
and yeah. you meet guys just because you know i feel like i've cultivated it that you know i've i've been i can i relate to who they are like i'm not i'm not some celebrity that's You're not too far away from that. yeah i'm reality, just I'm, yeah. I'm a normal guy that has like you know a lot of fans so mm. yeah amazing speaking of the love for the music and your fans do you think that your sound has ev- not necessarily changed but just evolved over time to be more commercial because i think that you were probably core core rapper who would yeah. just about the lyrics and everything yeah there was a time like i was also about bars and punchlines and all this stuff you know mm. but you know like i feel like evolution is a part of life like you have to evolve like i'm mm. i hate doing the same thing you know, like two times, three times. And I like I like to come with something else. So it's like punchlines feel like to me it got to a point where nothing was new. You know, like like a bread in the oven, I'm hot bread or other other shit. You know, like a stone in the sky. Other shit became bullshit. Like you know, normal guys on the mm. street can, you know, like come on Twitter can just say yeah. you know, like everybody could do that. So I, f- I figured I had to bring something else to the table. And, you know, like, melodic rap became like a thing, you know. So, you know, I ev- I evolved into, you know, being able to, you know, ap- add melodies to my music, you know, figure out the way to get to people that I naturally wouldn't get to, mm. you know, the people that would not listen to rap at all. So, yeah, yeah, I had to evolve too. I'm, I'm curious about the competition in the industry. For some of you guys, it's healthy. And I imagine that there's also unhealthy competition. When an industry, or you guys are in an industry where every other day there's a new hit, there's, a, there's even more demand, there's social media, TikTok is blowing up songs. And is there any pressure on you to just not necessarily compete, just stay above water? You know, me not bless, I know, drop body of work. Does that force you to want to work harder or? You are just saying, I will take this thing at my own pace. I'm going to do this because I'm a creative. Or the market is actually forcing everybody to work harder. Uh, I think I'm one of those guys that just takes it at his own pace. Because I believe that, hmm. I genuinely believe I'm not a pop star. And these guys, you know, the rate at which they turn out. Why do you keep saying that? Stuff. Because if I don't realize that, I'll be chasing my tail. And imagine trying to be, be, be the next... You know, like, try, imagine trying to be um, a Joe boy, you know, or right. uh, 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 Anomaly or Ashake or, mm. you know, like, all the guys that bring this, like, mega hit song yeah. for Kiss Daniel, Whiskey, David, Brunner. For me, it's like, I'm different, you know, I'm different, so I have to take my time to do what I'm doing. You know, I can't let the industry pressures make me, right. you know, move wrong. You feel me? I rather take my time. I know that every time I come, I come correct. You know, rather than just coming and coming and coming and coming. You know, like these other guys. To me, I feel like they have making pop songs and you know everyday music. It's like bread and butter for them. Mm-hmm. And me, I'm trying to pass this. You know. Like sometimes I think I'm an Uvasabi. You feel me? Like I want to pass this deep message. Mm. You know, like I want to say this and say that and say this. So mm. at the end of the day, I need to take my time and choose the best song to go with first. Mm. You know, because not all my songs are like singles and stuff. So I take my time. I don't let the industry pressure. I don't see anything as as competition per se because I feel like 
people always say that my uh, their competition is themselves, you know, but like for me, it's actually is because I care about like where I was before versus where I really am right now. Because nobody's like me in the industry. Like if you look at the top ten in 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 Nigeria, you know, my song is the one different song in my opinion. Like it's like everything mm. is party, everything is. But my song is that one song that just sounds like, mm. you know. Was this guy doing, you know, here? It's different, it's different, and that's who I always want to be. How do you feel to be here now after all this hard work that you've put in from from OAU to the times when they didn't really believe you or rate you like in Unilag, and now you finally put in all the work and this is where you are? What does it do to your esteem? How do you feel about where you are now? I feel I feel really good, you know. Like sometimes I take moments out to to appreciate where I am, you know. Feel good about the fact that you know I made it this far, you know. To me, it's not like it's not being to think like someone like me will make it, you know, this far, like mm. a rapper type guy, you know, in this climate, you know, to be this <laughs> where I am is 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 interesting. Mm. Like I I I think about it, I'm like. Nice, nice. Yeah. You do this one. Well done. You've done really well. I mean, I mean, I know that humor and wit is your thing, so should you be expecting any acting, any yeah, yeah, content yeah, yeah, creation? Yeah, yeah. yeah but I just of... I just think, you know, kudos to actors. You know, I think they have the hardest job. It is hard. You know, mm-hmm. like I can't imagine being on set. Like, I hate music videos. I hate shooting music videos. As much as I have ideas, like, True. I don't... I like it so much. Like, imagine being shooting the whole day. Then, not tell me how to shoot the whole week. Sometimes, the whole month. Mm. Oh. It's a lot. So, like, I want to go into, like, you know, movies and mm. stuff. But, like, I'm dreading the stress. Mm. Dreading it so much. Yeah, but who knows in the future, maybe. Yeah. But, I mean, would you would you be directing more of your videos? Are you going to be in charge of the creative process? 100%. Of your... Right. 100%. So, this new found love for direction or directing came from a result of, as a result of your mm, yeah and every disappointment is <laughs> so so now you don't open new video director oh, I, well, people are calling me to for me to shoot that video are you serious yeah do you think something that you consider doing well if i want to make 15 million next year of video directing i will if i take it serious if i take it seriously i will like aside the fact that my videos are creative if you're an artist and you announce your video directed by Black Bones, like it's like people are gonna yeah, want to see that video. Yeah. You feel me? Like so, it comes with like it's PR, it's it's a great video. It's like mm. people are ready to yeah. pay me. Like bro, everybody was messaging me, people were calling for me to shoot their video. You know. But do you think it distracts you from your own music? Exactly. That's why I don't know if I will. Mm-hmm. You know. So I don't know if I'll 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 be shooting other people's videos or I'll just you know stick to mine because like music in alone is a lot of stress, you know. Adding that to it might just be, you know. But if I I'm yet to decide what I want to do next year, I might just decide to be a video director the whole year. I might decide to do something else the whole year. Mm. You know, I'm trying to make my legacy more than just being an artist. Right. So are we expressing any future collaborations that are going to blow uh, let's our see minds? You. Let's see. I hope international I hope, collaborations. I hope to, you know, I hope to have a few of those. Mm-hmm. So let's see how that works. Okay. Yeah. So guys, we'll come to 
the special moment on TVT where we spill the tea. You basically know that we ask you guys to confess your sins every other week. And today, my guest, Black Bones, is going to help you guys or advise you guys on how to go about your lives after this sin that you have confessed. So, my bro, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. This first one says, Hi, I'm a two-faced bitch. <laughs> a very close friend of mine got married to this guy and we all turned up for the wedding. A few days after, her father-in-law slid into my DMs. If her husband isn't anything like his father, that head game is fire. Mm-hmm. So what, what's, the, what's the problem? Pause. <laughs> hmm? She's sleeping with the father-in-law. Why should that? Like, why should she be doing that? What was the problem? That's what I'm asking. So her friends, the problem is sleeping with the father-in-law. So you don't. There's no problem though. It's a bad thing, Abi. Now they ask you so now. Me, I don't think it's a bad thing. So, eh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Abi, you said father-in-law now. Like she's no, so she's this, not fucking so... up her friend's shit now. She fucking up her friend. She's fucking her friend's father. Her friend's father-in-law. That's um, the father-in-law probably has a. Her friend's... Her mother-in-law's husband. Her mother-in-law's husband, yeah. So So it's calm now. Oh, my God. Bro, people be cheating out here. Like, I'm not... No, but it's too close. Like, it's too... It's too... Don't you think? Okay, maybe... Maybe, I don't know. (laughs) Keep it it moving. I I don't bat an eyelid for shit like that. Right. Do you, boo-boo. Okay, so let's let's read on that one. I had sex with my elder brother, Anonymous. So that one is is unknown terrain. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that one is. So, bro, I beg. Like, sis, you need to stop, please. Yeah. Like this, one, even for my brother not to understand this, that means you are really treading on the wrongest terrain. That's a different different <laughs> level, though. Okay, so let me read. We have two more to go before. Um, Okay, so I've been in a serious relationship with two married men for five years plus. One even wants to make me wife number two, but they both don't know that legally I'm married, just separated from my husband. They have no idea I was ever married. What in the entanglement is this? This one is writing movie script. No, but I think these things happen in Lagos. It's just people have very unique stories that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they don't know how to tell. But like, sleeping with... I mean, she's oh, separated, me, right? They are just doing their, their life. For me, I, I, I think, you know, I expect married couples to be cheating. Like, I don't believe anybody is truly loyal. So no, stop now. No, you that's my genuine. Like, I don't believe anybody is truly loyal. I feel like if the people that are loyal are due to, like, lack of access... Maybe lack of time or access. So I don't genuinely believe people are loyal. So I'm not surprised married people are doing whatever they're So doing. you genuinely think that there's they're not that people yes. have the propensity to cheat anyway. Like if they yes. had a chance, they would just cheat. Yes. Given it's in always... a few things, circumstances, yes, mm-hmm. they would cheat. That's so, what I believe. So what is your advice for this woman? She should just continue living her life. Enjoy your life. <laughs> but my one thing that I want. One thing that I always say is like I'm me, I'm I'm up for transparency. Right. That's the difference. Like I'm not mm. I'm not up for like, you know, hiding, you know, hiding stuff. Like everybody in my life knows everything. 
That's it. Like I'm not gonna be like, oh, this one. It, uh, no, I'm not. I'm, it's just you. Then I tell the person, it's just you. Then you know, like I'll be living on like eggshells. No. Right. Right. Okay. So <clears throat> let me read the last one. Uh, Hebrew confession. My wife loves my fat ass and wishes if she was a guy, she would give me anal sex. I'm considering buying her a strap-on dildo so I can help her fulfill her fantasy. <laughs> wow. Oh, bro. It's a lot to unpack. <laughs> but please advise. Ah, To be honest, I think in this world where we are right now, mm-hmm. you know, uh, if the guy feels like it's something that he would enjoy, he should go for it, you know, like if he feels like he will enjoy it, his wife will enjoy it because mm. things are not like before, like, you know, there's a lot going on in life where yeah. we are being taught daily, you know, about like different, you know, um, preferences, preferences and, and, and like, stuff. Yeah. And even according to like science, the the male G-spot is in the ass. Mm. So he's probably going to have time of his life. So <laughs> go for it. So you advise that his wife should buy the dildo and fulfill her fantasy? Well, if he wants it, you know, you should go for it. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 